Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. Welcome to another episode of This Week in the State Line. I'm Steve Summers, and we've got a whole bunch of people in here today because it's one of the biggest car shows I think I've ever experienced or been a part of. The first annual Cops, Cars, and Canines Car Motorcycle Show. Now, it's not cop cars and canines. It's cops, cars, and canines. So who do we have here in the studio? Let's just start right there to my right and go right around the room and see who's with us. Right in the microphone there. Heather Humes. And Mark Lally. All right, just step up. Eric Pearson. And and Lisa is here as well. So, uh, first of all, who do you represent? And we're here to talk about not only the car show, but the needs and what the benefits of the car show are going to be funding. So, who wants to take the lead on that? We'll let Heather start. Grab that microphone, move it right up into your face there. Thank you so much. It's early. I get it. So, (laughs) tell us a little bit about uh, this show. This show is a benefit show for the Winnebago County K-9 unit. Um, we're trying to generate some funds because these dogs don't get a whole lot of funds thrown at them. All right, so you have to pay to get into the car show? Nope, totally free. Um, we welcome everybody to come. If you're a participant with a car, there is a $15 registration fee the day of and $10 in advance. All right, so you can register that way. And is there a website we can register our collector cars? Yes, there is. It is cck9show.com. All right, and it's any kind of model of car, not a specific brand. Nope, it is open to all different makes and models. We welcome everybody that has a car. We don't care if it's in the process of being restored, whatnot, old, new. You bring it, we'll show it. Rust, no rust. Got to include that when you talk about antique cars. Oh, yeah, especially in the Midwest. And motorcycles, too? Motorcycles, we welcome all motorcycles. Doesn't have to be a Harley, doesn't have to be anything pretty. Just bring it, we want to see it. All right, so this is coming up on July 27th, and what is the location for the car show? Life Church. It's on 5910 Elevator Road in Roscoe, Illinois. It's right on the corner of Willowbrook and Elevator. We have huge, huge parking lot. We have overflow parking at the middle school. Please, I mean, we'll find a place for you to park if you come. All right. If I'm a car guy, are there awards? Am I going to win something? We do. We have five specific bike trophies. We have 30 top awards. Um, then we have a few specialized awards. We have a best of show runner-up. Um, Sheriff Caruana is going to come pick his favorite car, hopefully. Uh, we have a fallen officer award. And we have Eric pick that one. Yep. Eric's going right. to help us with that one. All right. um, we have all eight dogs from the county that are going to be there on hand. They're going to do some demonstrations for us and show off their skills. Inflatables, I see, on this Yeah, ship? we have a big, huge Titanic bounce house for the kids. A Titanic, like the ship, or yep, an actual it's a huge? huge ship. It is a ship. It is a ship. <laughs> it is, uh, I think they said it's 40 feet long, so there's plenty wow. of room. All right, so this is, again, July 27th, the Cops, Cars, and Canines Car Motorcycle Show. It's at Life Church on Elevator Road in Roscoe, you said. And, again, all the proceeds are going to help support the Winnebago County Canine Unit. Yes, every penny will go back to them. Oh, that's pretty uh, great. And so we do have some of our finest here from the blue. Why don't we uh, reintroduce you again? I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Uh, Mark. Mark. Okay, there's so many people in the room, i got to remember Mark. So, Mark, tell us a little bit about the uh, Canine Unit, first of all. And I actually don't represent the Canine Unit. I'm actually the lieutenant. Oh, that's fine, sir. Whatever oh, you want to talk about, I'm, you're a lieutenant. You yeah. can arrest me and at Eric any moment. Eric is a guy who knows about the canines, so I'll let him talk about that. All right, so what are you going to talk about then? I'm the one that kind of came up with this idea. We were talking about a year ago about this. Okay, and um, you just said, oh, let's do cars and cars and dogs. And... Kind of. I met Heather through some car shows. Right. And I'm talking about, I want to do something for my department I work for because a lot of the agencies around here with dogs, they do a 
a dinner fundraiser. I wanted something to have a little bit more community involvement with, you can come out, see the dogs, kids can get involved, and we can bring out some cool cars and some motorcycles and people can have some fun. And I don't think there's a shortage of cars, cool cars in the no, state line. No, there's huh? lots of cars lots in the state cars. line. We just have to find them and get them out there. All right, again, July 27th, and the show is at Life Church Elevator yeah. Road in Roscoe. So I'll let, I'll let Eric talk about that. Right, well, Eric just kicked the lieutenant out of his chair. All right. doesn't mean anything. So Eric, just pull that microphone right up there by your face and tell us a little bit about the canine unit. Of course, the demonstrations. Everybody loves to see the demonstrations of the dogs in action and how they take so well on the commands my dogs don't listen to me at all so i don't know how you do that but so there's a need for the uh unit to be funded correct correct um since all of the the budget cuts have you know impacted several different agencies over the course of the last few years um actually the taxpayer dollars that fund the sheriff's budget none of that money actually goes to the canine unit at all so all of our um costs pretty much have been funded through donations, and through um, some of the things that the inmates pay for in the jail. is pretty, And then also the drug seizure fund. Um, every time that we seize money that's involved in drug activity, a portion of that goes to the department, so we use some of that money to help fund our unit as well. Um, you know, and people always ask, well, what, what does the money go for? You know, we have Illinois mandated, the first state to mandate, which I, I really believe in, for heat systems in the car so that way if the car gets too hot it alerts us by pager so that the dogs don't get overheated and can die in a car like it has happened in the past um so we have equipment costs like that um kennel inserts for the cars are probably about three thousand dollars a piece those eventually wear out dogs like to chew on those my first patrol dog pretty much annihilated the first kennel insert I had in my car, <laughs> which was We've aluminum so wow that tells you the uh, fierceness of these canine units. Well, we've got we've got all kinds of dogs in our unit. Um, so ongoing training, you know, the training costs quite a bit. If we go through seminars to increase our dogs' performance, those average about four hundred dollars a dog team. Um, the actual cost of the dogs is quite expensive, but every penny that these dogs cost is well worth it. Just as an example, a patrol dog with school is about sixteen thousand dollars now. Wow. Which sounds like a lot of money, but you have to figure that dog probably works seven years on average for the agency, and there's a lot of training that goes into that dog before we even get those dogs. So there's always that. You've got vet bills. We've got equipment costs. Equipment wears out. Leashes. Sometimes the dogs get a hold of those, too, and once they get a hold of those, those are done. Not to Not mention training. all the ongoing yes. training, too, correct? Because yes, they have correct. to keep training. You can't just say, well, they're trained, and now we just use them for seven years. You've got to constantly train. Right. Federal law actually requires us to train a minimum of four hours per week per dog. That's just the bare minimum. That doesn't mean if it's just a narcotics-only dog or if it's a dog that does everything. We've got five dogs currently that are called dual-purpose dogs. So we use those dogs to find narcotics. We can use those dogs to apprehend suspects. We can use those dogs to search buildings for bad guys. We can use those dogs to track missing people. Um, we can use those dogs to track missing bad guys. There's a lot of times we've had places, times where we've tracked people and they've discarded evidence, and we can use those dogs to actually find that evidence as well. So those patrol dogs have a lot of tasks. And then we have three bloodhounds now that all three bloodhounds were actually purchased through um, generous donations by the community. 
And everybody's like, well, if your patrol dogs can track, what do you need the bloodhounds for? Right. But um, all three of our bloodhounds were trained in Tennessee through Scent Evidence Canine. And the owner of that company is actually a former forensics canine um, from the FBI. So these dogs, bloodhounds are the only dogs that are actually admissible in court for their tracking. Um, they can do really, really cool stuff that the patrol dogs can't do. Um, I was actually a disbelieved a lot of the claims that people made about bloodhounds until I actually worked one because I have one of the three. Um, I've done tracks on people that have been over two two days old, which is really amazing. A patrol dog's about three, four hours usually. And then also the patrol dogs, just they can't handle the contaminated areas with you know multiple people walking around like the bloodhounds can. All three bloodhounds are scent, what's called scent discriminant. We give them a scent article, and those dogs will only follow that scent. If that scent's not there, the dogs will actually turn around, look at us, and sit and say, hey, there's nothing here for me to find. Wow. And those are useful because we can use those in child abductions, so we can find out if there's actually a trail that somebody left the house with a kid. Um, They've actually used those in cases with the FBI where they've actually found out because of the dog's evidence that more than likely the person who was discounted at the house was possibly the person who actually was involved in that kid's disappearance. Sure. So there's quite a few things. Um, Since June of 2016, the sergeant that's in charge of our unit now has been keeping stats, and we've used the canines to recover over $600,000 in cash seizures that were related to drug use and drug um, activity. $4.5 million in street drugs have been recovered. Wow. 54 guns, 2,000 actual canine deployments, 640 tracks, and 45 tracks with the bloodhounds since October of last year. So how many canine units does the Winnebago County Sheriff's Office have? We have five handlers, a sergeant, and eight dogs currently. Uh, You do the math, that's pretty good returns then for just a few members of your squad there. With four legs, but that's crazy. All right, so again, we are talking to the Winnebago County Sheriff's Department and the organizers of the first annual Cops, Cars, and Canine Car Show and Motorcycle Show. Again, it's July 27th, and registration is from 8 until 12 in the morning. And then um, when does this event really uh, get into the judging process? I know, Heather, you were talking about that. Judging will take place between noon and 1 to one thirty. So as as soon as we can get all the cars, you know, judged, then... um, Awards will immediately follow after that. Great. So we're, we're anticipating about 2 o'clock. And again, if you want to register your car to help out, because 100% will help support the Winnebago County Canine Unit that we just heard about and the wonderful work that they're doing. Uh, how do we sign up our cars or get more information? We have a Facebook page that's under Cops, Cars, and Canines. There's a link there. Otherwise, you can go to cccaninesshow.com and register through there. You can also go into Life Church at 5910 Elevator Road in Roscoe, and they'll gladly take your money. You know, if, if you come in sure. and uh, pre-register, you save $5. Otherwise, it's it's $10 to pre-register and $15 the day of the show. And Midwest Family Broadcasting, very honored to be a part of the first ever Cops, Cars, and Canines Car and Motorcycle Show. Big name, but uh, it's going to be a big show, no doubt. So Lieutenant is here. So Lieutenant, um, do you see the public embracing more of the canine units now than ever before, or is it there's still yeah, it a stigma? Definitely, like, definitely oh. is a, a plus. It definitely yeah. is a plus because, I mean, <clears throat> everybody loves the dogs. Yeah. Who doesn't love the dogs? I mean, who doesn't love dogs in general? Um, and not everybody loves law enforcement, but this is a way to kind of bridge the gap with the public. Sure. 
All right, and Lisa, what do you do? Why are you here? So, oh, you're just the the guard of him. I got it. The handler of the lieutenant. She she's helping out with the committee and helping us gather See, donations. Lieutenant goes everywhere with his personal attaché. I love that. Very nice. It's like Cato, like I said. I would say. All right, so we've talked about the canine unit. Will there be canine demonstrations? I don't know if Mark, if you want to get back on. I can let Eric talk about that. Um, right. They're planning a demonstration. I don't know what time we're going to actually have it during the day, but Eric can talk about that. All right, Eric's going to talk about the demonstration because that is cool. That's education for not only the public, and then you get to see some of the work that goes on as far as a witness versus being. One of those being uh, aggressed at because you did something wrong. It's it's better to watch it than actually to experience it back. Right. We'll probably actually have multiple demonstrations throughout the day. That way, people when they if they come and go, we get a chance to show more and more people what the dogs actually can do. So we'll show off a lot of their different skills. Um, some of them we won't show off possibly because, like with the bloodhounds, it's right. those dogs are got such a great nose that. If we did a short track, they just kind of run right straight to the guy, and it's kind of like that <laughs> <point laughs> was over. <laughs> but we actually, one of our other handlers, his longest track with his bloodhound, which her name's Nancy, was seven and a half miles long. Wow. So they can go a lot farther. And you know, the sergeant decided to get the need for those dogs just basically because you know we've had an increased population of people with Alzheimer's and dementia, as well as. Um, people who take off that may be suicidal or autistic kids, and these dogs are great at finding them. So we've yeah, had a I lot never of thought about the application for missing people, like you mentioned with the Alzheimer's and stuff. I've never thought of that before. And, and you know, it's nice for the public to see, because not only do the dogs keep us safe, it actually keeps everybody safer. Um, one of the nice benefits of, of the patrol dogs are it's the only weapon we have in law enforcement that can't be used against us, and it can be recalled. So... If a bad guy takes off running and all of a sudden he gives up, then we can recall the dog. If you deploy a taser, pepper spray, or any other type of you know weapon, once you pull that trigger, that stuff's gone. There's no bringing that back. Right. And about 99% of people give up when they see the dogs. They don't <laughs> mind fighting with us, but they don't want to mess with the dogs. So. And, and again, how many canine units does Winnebago County Sheriff have? We have five patrol dogs and three uh, bloodhounds and five handlers. Now, if you do the math on each dog and the cost, expense, and the training, that adds up over the course of seven years per dog. And vests now, life vests for the uh, canines is something too that's making news. Yeah, there's a lot of people that that you know call us and ask about donating vests. Um, vests are a very limited application. Um, unfortunately, 99% of police dogs that are killed um, in fi- by firearms are shot in the head, and the vest doesn't protect that. Right. Also, two dogs have a, a harder time dissipating heat than we do. They don't sweat. So actually what happens when in the summertime, those vests will actually cause those dogs to overheat, and it gives the bad guy actually something to grab onto. So we don't currently use them um, because the risks of the dogs overheating or becoming injured with them kind of outweigh the benefit just by the statistics. Sure. We're talking canine units with the Winnebago County Canine Unit. Um, the one part that I took out of our conversation was the fact that Eric said that the Illinois State requires that squad cars now have heat sensors, which, can you explain that a little bit more? Because I didn't even realize that was an option. Sure. Um, you know, there's different levels of them, like the ones that we have always used. We have two sem- sem- uh, excuse me, temperature probes in the kennel of the car. So it reads the temperature at the bottom of the kennel gives us an average 
if that threshold gets above 85 degrees, the windows will actually roll down, the siren goes off, the air conditioning goes full blast, and then it sends a page to the handler stating that the car has gotten too hot. Again, things that we don't think about that when we drive by and we see them, we just don't realize that they're out there. But that's very interesting. I never thought of that. So this is why this big car show, Cops, Cars, and Canines Car and Motorcycle Show on July 27th, is so important because it's going to be raising funds to keep this unit uh, moving forward and keep moving into the next couple of years and beyond. So, Heather, thank you for putting this together. First ever free admission. <laughs> and again, the Life Church location, Elevator Road in Roscoe is the location for it. We talked about the inflatables. Will there be food for those who are spectating we and watching? We will have by? food. We will have all sorts of activities for everybody to participate in. We have a, the Illinois State Police will be there doing fingerprinting for kids. Uh, Swedish American is also going to have a car seat safety check set up. So if you have any questions about how to get your car seat safely installed, they can help you. Uh, we'll have face painting, Hot Wheels racing, coloring contests for kids and adults alike. We all know that we like to color. Um, we just we've made it a very family forward event. Uh, we want want kids to come out. If you don't bring a kid to a car show, how can you make a future car enthusiast out of them? That's true. That's very so true. Bring them out. See the cool cars. Definitely want the kids there. So, Lieutenant, tell us a little bit about the kids' fingerprinting. How important is this whole aspect to the, this? Due to the identification of a kid, it becomes missing. It's it's invaluable. Yes, invaluable information. You have it in case you come across something that where they were at had previously moved to. You be able to pull that up and have photographs of the child. All right, so there will be photographs, fingerprinting, and all know, that going yes. out at the same place. Yep. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop. You get everything done. You can help support the canine unit. Get your kids involved. Um, break down that barrier of any kind of fear with the police because sometimes that is created. They're people um, too. These dogs great. are first responders. Sure. You know, they just they want to go home and sleep in their beds and get up the next day too. So. so that's a great reason why you should be involved in this car show. Again, it's the Cops, Cars, and Canines Car Motorcycle Show, open to all makes, all brands of vehicles, all brands of motorcycles too. Not just yep. Harley Davidson. Anything you want to bring, we'll we'll gladly let you in. And as Heather said, it could be rusty. It could be tricked out. It doesn't. If you want to show it, bring it, right? Yep. If you if you have an urge to show off your car, just bring it to us and we'll help you. <laughs> that is great. So are we missing any points? Does anybody want to bring something up that we missed out? Because uh, I'm just honored that we have so many great first responders here in the studio today to talk about this, to educate us more about the canine units. But are we missing any part of the show or anything that, Lieutenant, you would like to mention or Eric yeah, as well? I think we covered everything. I think one of the interesting points we covered last night was is uh, the dog's they, they are part of the police department and considered officers, but they do not get a salary. Ah, that's true. That is true. Uh, you know, they once they retire, you know, they go back to you're responsible for all their liabilities after they're retired, too. So if we were having a benefit for a human first responder, it's the same type of thing. Same thing. If they have four legs. so Four legs. They got four, four paws, but they, they will certainly show you the love back to you anyway, so... All right, so be a part of it. Again, mark it on your calendars, July 27th. We're looking for cars, spectators, if you want to bring your kids out to be a part of this. And even if you just want to talk to the Winnebago County Sheriff's Department about anything, they are accessible, and this would be a great way to do that, too. The first annual Cops, Cars, and Canines Car and Motorcycle Show. One more thing about the canine units. Lieutenant, you wanted to add something? Yeah, the one thing that a lot of people don't think about or hear about is actually the county jail, that dogs are deployed in the county jail for searches and seizures and everything else that you know they happen on the street happens in the jail do they patrol in the jail no they come in 
on an average, they come in on my rotation that I work over, overnights. We see them between two to four times a month coming through. Or mm-hmm. if we have a specific request for something going on, so there was a narcotics located, we want the unit shook down or the dog comes through and takes care of And again, these are unsolicited. They just happen so nobody really knows the dogs are going to be there sniffing or anything. Correct. Right. We try to. Right into the microphone there, Eric. Each handler tries to do a minimum of two sniffs, so we at least try to do ten. I work um, a different shift than the other four guys, so I try to come in at least a minimum of four times a month. So we're trying to hit it as often as we can. And then we also all work with their cert team, too. So if there's ever going to be a major riot or anything that happened in jail, the dogs will be brought in for something like that, too. And usually when the dogs come in, everybody goes back to their cell, and it, it ends the problem before it even starts. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? I, I just I, you, things you'd ever think about applications for canine units. I never would have thought of that. So, and, uh, lieutenants working an overnight shift. You yes. need to get a better assistant. Anything else, Eric? You wanted to add real just quick? The one thing is, you know, everybody thinks you know. I know there's a lot of costs involved in these, but you can't really put a price tag on a person's life. And we've had several people that these dogs have actually saved. Um, last year, we had. I can't remember, but at least two, maybe possibly four people that were had wandered off in the woods that we found that were suicidal. Um, we've used them to find people with dementia successfully. So that's the biggest thing that I think that the community needs to see with these dogs. They're not just a tool to stop bad guys, but they help find people. I mean, if you have a kid that goes missing, the first thing I'm going to have is a bloodhound because those dogs are amazing at finding people. So There you go. They're not just... Uh, they're, they're to stop crime. They're also to help the community in other ways, too. Again, I never would have thought of that. So that's why the first annual Cops, Cars, and Canines Car and Motorcycle Show is so important on July 27th. Heather, you wanted to add a, a Facebook location in there? Or yes, please like our page. We have a, a Facebook page set up that's under Cops, Cars, and Canines in Winnebago County. Also, we have a website, cccanineshow.com. Uh, we'll, we routinely post and add information, so please check us out. Is there a parade, too, I think? Yeah, I saw we'll be in the 4th of July parade coming up in a couple of weeks. So All right. we're actually looking for a few good cars to ride in the parade with us. So, And that would be on the 4th of July. 4th of July. Yep. yep. So they need to be available downtown Rockford after 3 p.m. Beautiful. Excellent. So, again, if you want more information, what's the website or Facebook page for this? Facebook page is Cops, Cars, and Canines of Winnebago County, and then cccanineshow.com. And the event is July 27th, open to everyone. So, listen for more details. That's been this week and the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line. 